0: Welcome to the Wake Up and Live Show.
1: I am your host, Chantel Simone, and I am so happy that you're here joining us today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If it is the very first time that you're joining the show, huge welcome to you. This show stands for three key things, purpose, mind mastery, and truth. So expect to be shifted, expect the unexpected, expect to hear something that will be able to shift your thinking into a more empowering state so you can continue to go and live a life of purpose. This is season three of the show, and we're very excited to have you here because the first couple of seasons was was really impactful, and we were so excited. And this season, though, is all about you. It's the power of perspective. There's so many different things that are happening in our society nowadays. And we really cover three main topics and discussions around, number one, the coronavirus. Obviously it's it's hit not only us nationally, but on a global scale. Number two, the whole Black Lives Matter movement against the policing and the community and all things in between. And number three, reintegrating businesses into the society. So what does that look like? How do you see opportunities? Are you shutting down? Are you opening up? So these are the three key topics in our, with current affairs right now. And we are inviting you to the table to share your perspective. So to help me introduce today's topic, I'm going to bring on our guest. Uh, My co-host, actually, and before I do, please make a take a moment right now to share because you just never know who needs to hear this message today. So I'm going to bring on our co-host for this season. Welcome, Mr. Lester Bailey, to the show.
0: Thank you, Miss Chantel. This is such a great time that we're having here talking about the power of perspective. How many of you? Excuse me. How many of you all have a perspective about? Either A, the coronavirus time or Black Lives Matter, or is we are going to kind of talk about, hmm, something about the government. I think that that's going to be real impactful for each and every one of us. This is one of those shows that you may want to take some notes, but at least make sure that you add comments inside of the uh, comment line. Let us know what you're thinking about the perspective we're giving you. So let me give this back to Chantel because we're going to live our lives on purpose and you're going to join us
1: that is right it is so true because you know what at the end of the day your voice matters so you are absolutely invited to be on the show you're invited to watch the show and you're invited to share the show because somebody needs to hear your perspective now let's introduce our guest today i am very excited to have our guest Uh, he is going to join us on today's topic is the government really at fault. There's a lot of conversation around governments and changing systems, The let's hear the perspective of our special guest today, as he has a lot of information to share, is a wealth of knowledge, and can really bring such an empowering and enlightening perspective for you today. So everybody, please help me welcome Mr. Axel Tillman to the show. Axel, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, uh, Chantal, for having me. It's a, and Lester, it's a real pleasure and um, I'm excited about the topic. And there is a lot to say. We probably would even burst the length of your show if we talk about everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of information. You know what, knowledge, and I would even say applied knowledge, is power. So I'm very happy and excited to have you, Axel, as you impart some great knowledge for us today. So why don't we start off just going to answer the question of today's topic. Axel, your perspective. Is the government at fault in any of the current affairs in this state
2: right now? So in principle, who is the government, right? So let's, take let's define government. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we are living in a democracy, or at least we hope that we're living in a democracy, right? In a democracy, the guiding principle is for the people, by the people. No, mm-hmm. so, government is this entity that we always have pushed away from us and says, yeah, it's the government doing this. But you know, the government is representing the mindset of the people, if we really look down to it. And it becomes quite obvious in a country like the United States, where we actually don't have a single government. Yes, we have a federal government, but let us arbitrarily assume the federal government would decide that the shutdown in each of the individual states is not justified. They have no legal means to reinforce this, unless they want to file a constitutional lawsuit, which is a very complicated thing for the federal government to do against any single state that is violating the demand of a federal government to open up again. Hmm. So, yeah, but overall, it is our decision whether we are engaged, whether we feel guilty and what we are doing about every single scenario. It is our decision whether we go out and believe the government that we should wear a mask or whether we believe the information out there that it is actually not necessary, that it's actually harmful to do so. And we need to be informed. We cannot push away the responsibility of our own life's decision to this neutral body code government.
1: So that's very interesting. So it's, it's basically our choice. Now, for those of you who may have just um, for the first time you're meeting Axel, Axel, just a little background. Can you give us, let's say, three key words that would describe yourself so we can understand how your perspective is shaped?
2: Yes. Um, so I have come more and more um, to the following conclusions in my life. Initially, the way I grew up, I said I can go with my head. I can fight against everything. I can make everything happening. Nowadays, I'm living, actually, I'm a water molecule in the stream of a river. And the less I fight the journey, the better I'm actually off. Mm. Um, I cannot cannot, look. I recently moved on March 22nd to Playa Vista. This was supposed to be a victory and not a a walk down uh, type of Mad Max scenario, as we all experience this now. Right. So I had no choice. I could have contemplated anything I wanted to, I had no choice. So this is a stream of river of life with which you have to go. Yeah, That doesn't mean that you don't have certain responsibilities, but you need to actually understand that you have to go with the flow. That's number one guiding principle. Number two for me is, while I can almost do a lot of things in detail, I don't like it. I'm a force level, uh, level type of guy. So I look at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is really important right now on both elements, right? Um, We are on Black Lives Matter as well as the corona crisis. We need to look at everything in the background at all the data information that is available to understand what is actually happening and how we are being manipulated. Hmm.
1: See, now that's an interesting perspective. So basically, you know that everybody, you know, there's a lot of different things out there in the media. And what Axel is saying is that if we take a step back and look at how certain things can be manipulating us into believing something that just may be false. So Axel, can you give us an example of what's one of the things out there? And it could be in relation to the coronavirus or it could be in relation to the Black Lives Matter or even businesses. What's the strongest uh, topic for you in terms of manipulation that's in the media?
2: I will come up with two and let's start up with Black Lives Matter. For me, it is, I, I'm an immigrant. I came from Germany. I have, would have never envisioned the... Um, And I don't like to say racial discrimination because the word is actually wrong. The word is wrong because there's only one race. That's called the human race. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. And by accepting, by accepting the word race for the uh, social discrepancies and difficulties we have in this country, we are actually allowing certain groups in this country to have a disintegrating attitude about everything. It's wrong. We are one human race. Or are you going to tell me if my, my ears are grown like this, I belong to one race. If my nose is like this, I belong to another race. It is <laughs> it is absolutely stupid, right? And I had the other day a video. Too bad that I can't share this. Two mm-hmm. boys, one white, one black, running against each other, so happy to see each other. And one mm-hmm. toy, and the other one pointed to it, and he opened it up. And that was the end of the short share on LinkedIn, right? a typical human positive experience.
1: Yes.
2: So now we come to the absolutely brutal murder that we have all witnessed, yeah? Mm And regardless whether the history of um, Floyd was a positive or negative one, doesn't matter. The existing now matters when he was being arrested. And this guy, the officer, had a purpose, and I have to say he had a purpose to kill the guy. Anything I can see by my own human judgment is precisely what is happening. So um, African-Americans have the right to stand up and make aware that there is a prejudice inside the police system, there is a prejudice in the legal system, there is a prejudice in the business world. Um, For whatever reason, that needs to be addressed. We need to do this on -on one-on-one, every single one, who has to interact and has to work on this to make it better. But here's the problem. The Black Lives Matters has been hijacked, right? All the, all the brutality that you have seen is not coming from by nature, by from the protesters in it, or the initial protesters or the people affected by it. It's coming from the outside. Look at any press reporting which says they are coming from the outside. And so if you have people, Look at the videos, and some of the videos, it's clear, there are Antifa protesters that have joined, and, you know, if you're angry, and I tell you, hey, smack this window, then, uh, then you get people to join. They are being thrown into something that they probably regret having been done, and it diminishes the voice we have.
1: And I just want to unpack that really quickly because I think there's a really important topic here and I want to make sure everybody caught it. So you're saying that the, the Black Lives Matter movement has been, um, you said, overtaken and, and, and because it's coming from an external source. So can you unpack that? Can you just share a little bit about that
2: again? So the, I believe there are forces that like to have a different way of social change but not in the way that you potentially think of it, um, but in their own way. So they take any particular scenario up and by turning it uh, violent, they are achieving a goal of um, potentially higher government control or a change that none of us really want to see happening. What we want is equality for everybody. Right. So when you look at the financial information on Black Lives Matters, where they get their money from, when you look at the information where Antifa gets their money from, and you find out that it's actually the same organization, and that's the same organization which was also in the protest Wall Street movement, right, and um, when you actually understand the people don't, they point out, this is the trick in psychology, if I really tell you something where you can find an iota of truth, you are believing the rest of the storyline as well. So mm. that there are financial manipulations in the market that there is injustice in the financial markets that, uh, let me take an example, short selling. It's something that should be forbidden. You know why you shouldn't be able to sell something that you don't have, but <laughs> short selling created a financial crisis on top of the Corona problem, right? This was the first major downfall of our economy by short selling. So was it in 2008. So why we still have called this legal is beyond me. So if I point out, let's protest against short selling, but then all the people that are participating are smacking windows. That doesn't serve any purpose. I even read in the protest movement that they have dear regard regards for their Comrades, the men rape the women in this environment. Uh, so, what, what humanity are you teaching when you are engaging in this, right? And um, we need to actually utilize the best methods to actually do what we what we need to achieve for a better world. So you're
0: stating here, huh? So you're stating here during this time that the government may also not just be getting people confused on Black Lives Matter, but they may also have a chance in turning the world's economy around due to the manipulation of housing and the market. So they they, they, they look like they may be doing something a little extra that we didn't
2: uncover before. If, if I am right in everything that I have also found about the, the made-up made-up corona, and don't get me wrong, the virus exists. But the mm-hmm. question is, does it have a degree of a black plague um, or any other major disease where with a 40% or 80% mortality rate, the answer is absolutely not, absolutely mm-hmm. not. And I have, for a different show, lots of proof for this. But by using this, and if we would research Since August of 2019, everybody who short sold in the market, I promise you, you will find that people in the know have made trillions of dollars prior to the Corona crisis, really effectively becoming mainstream media. Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: I just want to chime in here. We're seeing a lot of uh, thumbs up and, and hearts as you were speaking. So a lot of people are resonating with your truth. I love it. Um, As for all the viewers, if you're watching, even if you're listening to the replay or watching the pot or listening to the podcast, type in the comment right now, do you believe that the government is at fault during these times? Is it their responsibility or is it the onus on them? Have they been the ones who need to take up the responsibility to change it? So I would love to hear your perspective. So if you're here live, post it in the chat. Is the government at fault uh, or if you're in the recording, we will also listen to the replay. So Axel, you really have some really interesting perspectives there. And you know what? Short selling, for those of you who may not know, in the financial markets, it's where you have the ability to sell something that you don't have. It's kind of like an interim <laughs> stage. So you don't have it, you sell it, and you get the spread on the profit. And You you buy it at a, a lower cost, and you sell at a higher cost, obviously. So it's just a... Uh, uh, I, it sounds like, Axel, it's, it's just, um, how can I say, it's just like a, a way to do things to manipulate a system. Yes. So that's an example of how it's being manipulated, right? And
2: it's not like to assume, you know, I hold 10 shares of IBM. Or I don't hold 10 shares and I'm short selling 10 shares. We are doing this in billion dollar range. Now, imagine what it does to not only the markets of where people are involved, but you need to also understand that most of the trading today is done through computer algorithms. When they see a pressure on a price to occurring that occurs because somebody doesn't even have it, they have to borrow the money. They borrow the share, they borrow virtual shares because they don't get it from anybody. They borrow virtual shares and yes, the risk is if they never get hit the price for which they anticipated to short sell it for, then they then they lose all their money. But th- if you do this massively enough, you manipulate the market precisely in the way you want to have it. We have oh it in 2008 and uh, we, the crash of Lehman Brothers was the precursor of the whole economic crisis of 2008. And it was all a short selling ex- exercise.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: And, nice. um, so we, are so we are manipulated. We are manipulated, and you know, I am for democracy. I am for capitalism, but we need to moderate it. Yeah, socialism and communism is not the answer for our future, but we need to moderate it. We there is room for long term improvement. And if you want to call the fault of a government, and I have to tell Democrats and Republicans, you are both the same type of people that don't give a damn, because you want for a long time put this subject matter up, but you're catering, both sides cater to the people that give them few, huge checks and donations, right? And no. this, this is what the real problem is, right? We They even hijack in the Corona crisis for pork. You know what the pork is, right? Pork is these extra items in the bill that don't have anything to do with the bill, but only This has to be approved, like the bridge to nowhere for a brother-in-law somewhere in one state, then we're going to vote for the bill. This needs to be fundamentally reformed. But guess what? Who can reform this? We, people. And that's that's funny. Oh, bless her. (laughs) But that's
0: funny because we talk about voting, you know, and all the people who are up in arms about so many different things is that power of the vote. And some people understand going to the polls and voting for their favorite uh, political person. Some people don't understand that voting for where your money goes is that area that we don't ever talk about. You know, you look up and every stock company says we're going to take up a vote. So if you have stock in a particular company or invested interest in any particular company, how often do you actually vote for where your money should go? And I'm listening to you as you're talking about special interests. I love when they call it by any other name. It's just people who are greedy are saying, okay, vote for the left or vote for the right. Either which way it goes, we're gonna make money. Yeah. And the question is always still, is the, uh, is the government and I the other part of you said, which government are they, <laughs> are they causing the crisis in which we've been into? And how is, how is that crisis actually affecting us today? Uh,
2: Take a look, Um, and I don't want to make any judgment about anybody, but I'm just stating the facts. Initially, in February, which now the press tries to blame him for, Trump didn't want to actually believe that there was actually a crisis brewing, right? So he was actually holding back on any statements about um, self-quarantining and so on. Yeah, yeah, but Governor Newsom had nothing better to do than to shut the whole state down faster than anybody else could say ah at that point in time. Mm. And because it was a wonderful opportunity, in my opinion, to demonstrate that he has power. And it's not about the people. We talked about earlier about forbidding going to the beach. Yeah, you know what? Iodine in the air and the ocean is one of the most heating elements. There are so many poor uh, minerals on the, at the ocean front that you need to be actually at the beach to be healthy. Staying at home, you're, you're lowering your immune system. So you're not as prone to actually fight a flu virus or any other virus. Um, if you're staying home and you don't do anything at all. So why are you doing all of this? Because you want to instill. Here's what's happening, folks. Let's go. I'll I'll <laughs> of single one. By the way, beyond color, we are all being segregated. We are all supposed to wear a face masks. We are all supposed to be afraid of each other for no apparent reason. And you know why? Divide and conquer is an old Roman or also British Empire philosophy. If you can shut us all up, if we are no longer one, then you get your will. 1984, George Orwell is my biggest fear in life.
1: Yes. We read that book, yes, yes. You know what, and you said some really great things there and I really hope that people take heed to this. Um, I just wanna chime in, Laurie um made a comment about the government, similar to what you are saying, like which government, and she was saying it's a broad statement because the government, about the government being at fault because there's so many different aspects to the larger government. So it's really about getting into the specifics. So we, we appreciate that. And And let me just chime in about this beach because, you know, when for those of you who know, I obviously love the beach and I'm, I, am you know, that's how I kind of choose where I live. And, and when you can, it's so crazy that when I would turn around the corner, I often go for walks. And when I turn a corner and I bump into somebody, it's almost as if exactly what you just said, Axel, it's almost as if there's this fear that comes over them. They're like, oh, a person, you know, and they, and they, they, They just like kind of turn away, especially elder folks who they stop, maybe they're scared for their life or what have you, but they just kind of shy away. It's like you're walking around with the plague. And that's what everybody is, that's what's being instilled in everybody. So there is a bigger picture.
2: Yes. Let's- Bigger picture of we have divided this nation into individual bodies that are all afraid of each other. And I have seen, Mm. you know, I grew up in Germany I was taught a lot of the reasons in what how World War II and how dictatorship governments happen. I observed dictatorship government in that part called East Germany, which was still under dictatorship while I had the freedom to grow up in the Western Germany part. Do you know that family members ratted on other family members? It was encouraged to rat on them if they were politically um, contrary to the governments or the political power, then when they read it or then family members were taken out of their homes because their brothers, their sisters or their children read it on them because they had so much bought into the philosophy that the government is right. And mm. the one thing in life, authority is most of the time not right. Authority misuses and uses every piece of information to utilize their own power. I you know what,
1: that's, let's, let's shift gears then, because that's a really powerful statement, because you know, we're taught to submit to authorities, and, and even going to the Black Lives Matter, that's why the movement is right now, even if Black people or the Black community submitted to the policing, um, you know, you, we see the result of what's happening with the men, and there's such a trend of them, of, of policing, abusing their powers. So that's really powerful what you said there. The authorities is really, you know, they have their own agenda. So let's go to the solution side of the conversation. So what is it that we can do, who, I don't want to put blame on anyone and say whose fault is it, but who can take responsibility to be able to make the true change in what's going on in our society?
2: I think I have to say, we all individually have to do this. Mm-hmm. I um, I, am, I have to say this. It's two examples. I am the recipient of biracial prejudice, right? When my wife is Black, we go down the street in New York. Um, both sides are looking at us like, what the hell for crime have you committed on e- against each of the fronts, right? How can a Black woman not date a Black man versus a white man? Christ, wherever we want to laugh, we want to laugh. And um, I also have a a daughter that is biracial. She didn't know anything about that the parents were different until the age of seven and some idiot kids made comments in the pool. She didn't know anything that was normal to her, right? So if it is not normal for anybody to talk to anybody else, and we have prejudices and understanding what these people do, whether they are Asian, Indian, whatever, then we are falling for the problems that our parents and grandparents have. This is not right for a modern society. Yeah? Totally. Absolutely agree. wrong. Absolutely wrong. Mm. Totally agree. And and you
1: know what? Starting with self. And I think that I often post, and I say that I have mirror conversations with myself, of just challenging myself to be a better individual and be the best version of me, because you know, it's very easy to point the finger and blame things external to us. It's very easy to say, "Okay, it's the government," or "Okay, it's the we don't have funding," or "We don't have this," "We don't have that." What can we individually do? And and you know, it's it's crazy what s- society will tell us. Like you mentioned with your the example with you and your wife. Who's amazing and beautiful, and I'm effort to have her on the show as well. <laughs> awesome, powerful couple. I had the opportunity of interviewing them and just meeting them uh, a few months back, and 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 really just you know the outside world is is enforce is inflicting that prejudice against the two of you because you're married. Yeah. So we the external forces really aren't don't always you know provide an environment for us to succeed and be the best version of ourselves so if they're not going to do it then we have to do it and i love the fact that you guys kind of have fun with it you say you laugh and and, and and engage in the humor of it rather than entertaining it yeah
2: uh, what else can you do right so we have to live our lives we have to be positive positive. and one of the things i would love to talk about is so i went to a conference of ayurvedic medicine i'm a natural naturopathic uh fan Mm-hmm. And uh, because pharma company really doesn't want to cure you, um, we need to tr- we need to understand this as a fact. And um, so the Ayurvedic doctor said, "Oh, I'm specialized in depression treatment." And I looked at her and said, "You know what depression is?" And <laughs> she tried to tell me. I said, "No, no, depression is that you are either angry or in disagreement with your past, and or that you're anticipating a future that doesn't exist." So. Mm.
1: Um, Mic drop. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We can't wait. I
2: hope they get that. They need to
0: repeat that statement because that was truly powerful. Yes. Please tell, me,
2: please tell me, what do you say depression is? Uh depression is that you're either upset about your past that is gone by the way, yeah, or that you're anticipating a future that doesn't exist. Because the only reality that exists is now. Now is only thing we are on the conversation, and what we can do is through our now we can change the future and hope that this all comes along. But we cannot attach an outcome. We cannot. Yes. It's very sh- powerful. powerful, Lester. I'm here. With Amazing. You. I'm here TV, is- and if this if we don't uh, change the government, then um, we failed our lives. No we can only anticipate and live in what we have at this point in time.
1: Okay. So ladies, oh, go ahead,
0: Lester. No, so the most important part that people are not listening to is that your voting power, you are the individual that we're talking about. You're the government, but you're the government of yourself. And you're giving other people the right to speak on behalf of you. When you don't go to the poll, you give that other person more power to speak over you. You have to have your voice heard. It's amazing, we put on all of these masks, but what mask are we really wearing? Are we wearing the mask of truth or are we wearing the mask of a lie? What is it that we're really doing in our lives and how do we change that, except for by going out and voting? The easiest, most natural thing you
2: wanna change, but you don't wanna either change. Right. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? And <laughs> also the words are very powerful words, Become actions, right? Let me mm-hmm. ask you a, a question to you. Do you think that most rappers use the correct lyrics to portray a better future? The most yeah. rappers? To, to portray themselves or and their group in a better way? What I listen to, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be even allowed to speak out loudly. And they do this at the blinks of a moment. So, um, how much respect do they have for their own community when they present themselves that way?
1: You know, you bring up a, Lester, and I we're both ready for it because we just kind of touched upon it. I don't know if it was yesterday, but earlier this week. Um, you know, that is such an important, important statement right there. And I'm going to say two things, and I'm going to pass the ball to Lester because I know he has a powerful perspective on this. Uh, so, leaders in the community to the leaders in the community whoever's watching if you know a leader share it pass on this message one number one we have been conditioned to do a certain thing and we haven't been able to break that conditioning So we've been, that's why when you ask, you know, a little boy in the community, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Maybe a basketball player because all they see is Kobe or, 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 you know, they, they, they don't, how many African-Americans or black, however you want to call the the community, how many little boys and girls say, I want to grow up and be a doctor. I want to grow up and be a lawyer. I want to grow up and be an activist, you know, oftentimes We don't see that. And so there's, we're kind of buying into the same thing year after year after year. And so what that ends up happening is that's the language that we speak, which is very powerful. That's the images that we see on these videos and, you know, TV and all this sort of stuff. So that actually becomes our reality. So if we go back to Axel's point, and and this is a point for all of us, if we actually take onus for ourselves, especially leaders, this is why I work with women who are influential, who are leaders, who are out there in the field, who have a a team or or a, a following, because leaders, we can help make the difference. And you can make that difference by shifting the perspective, change the way we think, speak life into our future, not death. So those,
0: those are my two points. Lester, what's your take on it? First point is always mindset. You know, people look at personal development. What is personal development? It means learning something that you didn't know and acting upon it. That's it. It's, it's so simple, but people don't look at it. You know, Napoleon Hill talked about his Thoughts of things, what are you thinking? And so many times we're thinking the thoughts of someone else and not ourselves. We get this 90,000 different thoughts a day and how many do we really use for ourselves or use in order to get ourselves out of this hole that we've been put in by some of our, quote, leaders? Who are your leaders and how are they representing you? You always have to look at how is that person representing you? If the guy that you have in office, no matter where your office is or where what country you live in, everybody has a leader. Why did you put that person in charge and are they doing their job? And if you answer, I don't know. Then that means what do you know? You know, again, you're hiding behind a mask, especially the ones that they gave you. Hey, go to the store, put this mask on. We hope it helps you, but you don't know. The person you put in the office, you say, I hope he helps me, but you don't know. It's so important for you to turn around and get educated on the people and the things that you really want and stop hiding behind what is your action in life. You know, (laughs) me and Chantel often talk about you know action and results. That's more important
2: than anything else. But if you have no action, what results are you looking for in life? Yeah, yeah. it's so interesting that you say this. So, one of the inspirations that I reached out to is an African American candidate running for Congress in the Watts. He is in the. He runs actually on a Republican ticket. Mm-hmm. So- I got exposed to Beverly Parenti. She runs an inmate program in San Quentin in other prisons as well, where they teach high programming skills. And Cisco and other big companies are taking these programmers, And the rescindance rate, that is the rate where people return to prison, which is roughly around 75% normally. In her case, it's 0%. So if you give people, even um, with a rap sheet, year long, if you give people the opportunity to envision a better future and they're being absorbed in that better future, they have no more need for crime. So I wrote the guy, I looked at his website and said, listen, all you're doing is on your website, sorry, um, all you're doing on your website is you're complaining about your opponents and everybody else. Yeah. You know, take a lesson from Martin Luther King. He didn't actually have a program per se. He said, I have a dream. Yep. That's a big marketing lesson. You want to have a positive message. Don't as a politician lead with a negative message. But then what's really ticked me off is I said, listen, I can work with you. What's this is how we can give more hope to the area. I'm in the entrepreneurship environment. I come to your schools and I'm willing to teach the thought process of entrepreneurship. Because if we give the kids something to do and to be hopeful for as a teacher and starting a company in the right way, you actually have done something positive for your community. You know that I didn't hear from him a single moment any longer? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I tried to hear a couple of other scenarios. They are not interested in solutions. I think a lot of us
1: are so conditioned to speaking about problems and even right now I mean I see more signs about problems than I do about solutions for the from the protesters Absolutely. So, right so how do we how do we change that culture How do we start talking because you know we are i'm a mindologist and lester and i have been working he's is an expert in thinking grow rich and all the principles you yourself axel i love the way you think from the moment that we started to talk you just you thought differently which i absolutely love so we on the line we get you know that positive thinking or i would go as far as saying congruent thinking with who you are and and we know that what can you share with people you know, who, who are used to thinking negative, who are still complaining about what happened and reliving it over and over and over again, which brings more of it. What can you share to them that may help them shift to solutions?
2: So the thought process, while it is not an easy or a quick fix, I, from the knowledge that I have absorbed, meditation, mm-hmm. Qigong, and psyche are three methodologies in which you can unprogram yourself because you have to go into neutral before you get into positive right so if you have been beaten up as a child this is a trauma you have to overcome but you cannot blame this going forward anymore you cannot be stuck in the psychological rut any longer Mm -hmm. you have to actually undo this and see, you, currently, you're no longer beaten up, right? You're no longer beaten up. So take this in, visualize this for yourself, and then go with an open eyes through the world and check for the opportunities that are opening up in front of you. As long as you think negatively, you will not see the opportunities that is opening up. As long as you believe, I don't deserve it, then it will not come your way because you don't deserve it. you mm-hmm. a priori say to yourself that, I don't want it. Um, and that's what you need to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Does this mean I can change the entire world? No, there is a lot of things that we have to do. But if we don't shift on an individual level our mindset, and then as a community our mindset, then where are we going from there?
1: Point well taken. And, you know, so Lori online, she's saying, yes, what can we work towards? Um, KB said, yes, On the, he loved the how you define depression. And so, you know, on that note, we actually do mind transformation sessions. So for people who, who want to be able to transform their thinking and not stay in the rut of negative thinking, because just like Axel mentioned, just like Lester talks about, just like I talk about, the, your, the negative thinking and focusing on problem will only bring more of it. Yes. And this is, this is the cycle that we live in. And if we talk about the black community, it's been, you know, 400 years of slavery. I saw a sign that says slavery started in 1618, I believe. And they said it to, to 2020, i.e. it's still going on. We have to break the cycle. And one of the ways we can break it, just like we talked about today is to start mm-hmm. with ourselves. So, if you want to learn a little bit more about how to do that in detail, I'm going to ask you, Axel, to say those three things again, because I know a lot of people know about meditation, but the other two I don't think that people may
2: have heard before. <laughs> so, um, what are
1: those two? And feel free, guys, to join in my transformation.
2: My favorite uh, person there that brought me onto also some of the things is a person called Dr. Bruce Lip. It has a two and a half hour initial program if anybody wants to get involved with this. Um, That's called the biology of belief. We are programmed by the third trimester to the seventh year because this is where our brain is in a mode where it copies behavior. And from whom do we copy? From our parents, right? So they copied from where? From their parents. So in the first seven years of our life, we are pre-programmed to do the damn same thing that our parents did. You Uh can go and um, and that goes on generation after generation. So you can go on and use Dr. Bruce Lipton um, and understand how epigenetics and everything works, and then go online and search for Psych K. Primitively speaking, it's basically a certain way, can we see this on camera, yeah, where you have to do your hands and then you're crossing off your legs, but you need to find out which way you have to cross. It's part of your energy uh, cycle. And then you have to use also such a meditative um, form. You cannot say, oh, I wanna have a million dollar. And then you go out and buy a lottery ticket and you win a million dollars. This is not how that works. It's about just changing the, the, the mind, right? So um, I am fine. That's a good acceptance. I am good the way I am. Yes. That's a very basic statement for yourself. And But, but if you're sitting there, oh, my mother always mistreated me, or my father always mistreated me, and you're suffering from the rest of your life from this, what's supposed to get better for you? So Psyche is one of the methods that I think offers you a shortcut. Qigong is exercises and treatments, um, that is also um, partially known as that comes out of the Chinese philosophy and meditation out of the Indian. All three have one thing in common it's energy. We are shifting energy, we are energy beings, and we need to learn how to shift our energy. And once we shift the energy, everything will start flowing in the right way. Yeah. So
0: true. powerful, powerful.
2: I tell you an ironic statement. There was a book called uh, written that's called The Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the advocates of The Course in Miracles, not the author, one of the advocates was Marion Williamson. Mm-hmm. The Course in Miracles consists of two major books. One is 365 lessons, one lesson, day after day, that you follow to reprogram yourself. It's a pretty good exercise that I could also recommend. Lesson number 1. Nothing in this world has any meaning whatsoever. Lesson number 2. Any meaning that anything around me has is a meaning that I apply to it. And then it continues. But it also says uh, in the in this whole course and in the whole textbook it says everything is in, in perfect harmony. It's how God set it up. And I'm not a con- God uh, going to so one particular church. God is one universal thing, right? It's neither Catholic nor Muslim nor anything else. Because that would be ironic that we have multiple gods that fight against each other. doesn't work that way. There's one God. And um, so everything is in perfect harmony. So there was a book, Return to Love. Do you know who wrote it? Was that Miriam Williamson? Yes, it was. So... She said everything is in perfect harmony and her entire political campaign was how bad everything is. So how can you be <laughs> the, the author <laughs> and promoter for over 20 years of everything is in perfect harmony? So her election campaign would have gone much better in my opinion, if she would have said, I envision a world where we do this and this and this. Um, don't beat up the past. Don't beat up the current government. You might be one of it, one day um, you may make the same mistake, so envision a better future and roll out the future, make that to canvas the way you want to look it like, right? Mm. She didn't do it. So she was irrelevant in this campaign, right? Absolutely irrelevant because she didn't follow what she was preaching for over 20 years. Mm. Wow. What a life on purpose. What
0: what a difference when you actually see, you know, when you're really living that life that you actually meant to to be living. That is so great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I even talk about congruent thinking, because if you're preaching something for 20 years and then you're placed in an environment and you shift that, are you being congruent with who you are? You know, You're not so no. so maybe that's why and she's no longer in the race so nonetheless that could be yeah.
2: so, so you know what happened? I like people like you guys I can feel you right and by the way this is the downfall of the current crisis we can no longer meet in person yes You would have a totally different even more powerful interaction in person mm-hmm. than we are supposed to have the human experience
1: yes yes. And, and I think that's part of the, like you say, the, the manipulation of the things that are going on behind the scenes, because if you take us away from each other, you know, divide and rule, right? So there's a lot more behind there, but you know what? I so appreciate your, your perspectives. You have dropped a lot of great nuggets of information. So I definitely take, pray, pray that everybody, when you listen to this, write some of these things down and look it up because knowledge you know we have access to so much out there uh if we dare look into it um i have done that for a specific topic and there's so much more that we can do to be able to be well-rounded and i know axel you've done a lot of great research and we're looking forward to actually having you back on the show hopefully sometime soon where we can actually unpack some of the things about coronavirus Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you like, I see all the hearts and the likes here. If you like this conversation, you're going to love the coronavirus and really understanding what's behind the scenes because we need to get educated. We really do. And I'm I'm throwing myself right in there with the comment. So just um, from final words, what I love what you said, Axel, about Marion Williamson, you know, uh, if she said, well, this is the world I see, it kind of mirrors Dr. Martin Luther King to I had a dream, yes. right? And look how powerful his movement was. So I'm gonna ask you, if you were running a movement or, 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 you know, running for politics or just maybe just for your own life, what vision that have you painted that you can say, what is it that you see for your vision for the future for, for us?
2: As a society what would you like to see so i'm working on a project right now and if the energy is coming correctly together it will be actually getting financed and i believe entrepreneurship around the world is the big equalizer of society yeah yes it will take impoverished or third um, nation status and make them current and but we have something learned here in Silicon Valley and Silicon Beach, which is your, our unique knowledge on really how to do startup companies. Mm-hmm. I'm creating a concept. There uh, will be a TV show that um, I want to take worldwide, which is, deals with solely with entrepreneurship. And if all the energy comes correctly together, it will go live within the next uh, 18 months or so. And. This I'm going to take to the Philippines, I take to Vietnam, I'm going to take to Africa, I take to the GCC countries and help them to build their own economic power based on individual entrepreneurship. This is a positive outcome. I would love to actually teach this. This is what I daily do. I do a lot of um, activities for startup companies. And I have to say African American community is far below the social level represented Um, hardly women. Unfortunately, neither. So if we take 50% uh, are women in this country, they are about 10%. And maybe it's 1% African Americans that come and have a startup company. This is wrong guys. This is all wrong. Yeah. Um, Because um, it's a minimum. You need to be trying to play in this game to build a much better future.
1: Right, right. I
2: totally agree. You know what? And
1: and, and now we can change the conversation. Now that we know that we're going to refocus our thoughts and, and learn and start to break the cycles and start to focus in on what matters. So I so appreciate your your comments, your inputs, your thoughts. I love that vision. entrepreneur. I always say we're meant to be deployed, not employed. You know, so we're employed for a period of time so we can learn the skills or connections, but truly we're meant to to flourish, and entrepreneurship is obviously one of the
2: ways to be able to do that.
1: So definitely, um, how can people get in contact with you?
2: Um, Take my um, email, um, and let's take the Pitch Global one. It's excel Mm -hmm. at pitchglobal.com. Pitch, P-I-T-C-H, global, like global.com. Axel at pitch i just have a check that this wasn't an Axel T, but Axel, hold on a second. Okay, well, while we're doing that,
1: I'll do the the wrap up of the show. I just wanna share, have a few announcements to share with you guys. Um, First of all, Tammy says real nuggets. Love it. Entrepreneurship is a great equalizer. Thank you so much, Tammy. We appreciate you. Love it. Love it. Love it. We can probably get this one up on screen. Yay. Awesome stuff. She's a phenomenal individual and a very serious entrepreneur. So, um, also, I wanted to just reinvite you guys back to the table. You are, you are, your voice matters. So if you liked what you heard today, if you have a perspective to share about any of the three current affairs that we talked about today, you are more than welcome to. You can click the link below uh, that we'll post in the comments, that you can be a guest on the show as well and share your perspective. And lastly, of course, we have our Mind Transformation Sessions on Mondays. Now, we are launching an e-learning platform, which will be an online university until we get a physical university, and it's all starting with this right here. So definitely join us where we would sharing some tips and tricks on how to shift your thinking into positive, how to really paint that picture for yourself, and to overcome some of the current challenges. We will have it on Monday, and you can visit ChantalSimone.com
2: and register today
1: let's get back to axel and what was the email
2: yeah axel at pitchglobal.com
1: perfect axel at pitchglobal.com maybe we can type it here dot globalcom awesome well it's it's awesome awesome, awesome
2: to have you if you want to have um another exposure um I'm interviewing two uh, people. One is a startup um, advisor, one is an assistant district attorney. And uh, this will go live on the um, 20th. Um, with, it's a show of Rona Bennett. Um, it's called Emerge and goes for this Saturday for the first time live. Ooh, very exciting. Very exciting. We have to. 20th at 6 p.m. If you go Arts, Hearts, and Philanthropy, dot um, org. You will find all the information there.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you, Tammy, for that as well for posting it up. Well, you guys always remember. It is a. It's such a pleasure to be able to think differently, realize the bigger picture of what's actually happening out there in the world because at the end of the day, there is always something greater. Life is always beyond what we see with our own physical eyes. So tap into what's happening at the greater scale and the best way to to overcome is to start with you. Change your thinking, think about your future and really zone in on what you want and just take your strides and steps to live that, even amongst these crazy times. It is Chantal Simone signing out. Thank you for watching the Wake Up and Live Show. Take a moment to share, share, share. Somebody will be blessed by the information today and you can be part of that blessing. And uh, definitely you want to like and follow the Wake Up and Live Show page on Facebook and Instagram. The Wake Up and Live Show. And always remember you have one life, make it count and navigate on purpose. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a beautiful, blessed day.